For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. Today, right now, this is our final positional preview for the Jaguars leading in to 2022 training camp. And we have saved, in my opinion, the best for last. It is quarterback. That's right. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence, CJ Beathard, EJ Perry, and the quarterback room for your Jacksonville Jaguars. Please like and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you do not miss a show. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter. Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. All right, so let's talk Jaguars quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, ever heard of him? You know, no big deal. Just a guy that was the number one overall recruit out of high school, the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft, a quarterback phenom. He led the Clemson Tigers to a national title as a freshman. Pretty unbelievable stuff. He is one of the more talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. I've been evaluating the draft for several years now. He and Justin Fields are the two highest grades I have had on quarterbacks. I think uh, this is this is one of those those players that is not just from a talent perspective, but from a personality. From a character perspective, this is the type of guy you want in your room. But before we move forward and look at 2022, we have to look at the rookie season a little bit, unfortunately. Um, before you can even look at what happened on the field, though, off of it, Lawrence had to overcome the worst head coach in NFL history. A guy who was actively undermining and berating his coaching staff and his players, physically assaulting if you will, his kicker by kicking him, ironically. Trevor Lawrence had to be the adult in the room last year as a rookie quarterback on a team that you know wasn't quite ready to win at a high level, regardless of coaching. Um, he had to be the adult in the room, and, and it was not fair, but you saw him accept that challenge and meet that challenge with grace and uh, humility. I believe when you look at how he handled all the different distractions and, and issues that that went place in or that took place in Jacksonville last year, I think he handled it like a, a grizzled vet really. And and he became the leader inside that locker room before our very eyes uh, probably earlier than he would have wanted to take on that role, but he had to because of what was going on with Urban Meyer inside that building. Um, now, now getting onto the field, he had a ton of pressure in his face and coming off the edge, uh, way too much pressure. So the Jaguars, they go out, bring in Brandon Scherf. You've got Walker Little and Jawan Taylor in competition on the right side at tackle. 
Uh, so you've got some talent along the offensive line, no doubt. You bring back Cam Robinson, who the Jaguars feel good about. They tried to improve that for him. His receivers dropped over 40 passes, by far the most in football, costing him nearly 300 yards through the air. It's really kind of crazy when you think about it that way. Like a whole game, a good game worth of statistics just dropped by Jaguars receivers. Pretty unbelievable, but um, that was the case last year. You know, LaVisca Chenault had never had drop issues in his life, in his career, dating back to Colorado, looking at his rookie season. Never had a big issue with drops. He did last year. Um, You saw some other players just, you know, Visca was the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to drops last year, but everybody had their fair share of them. Um, You had route concepts that were at times laughable, whether it was the receivers not getting the right depth or spacing or flat out running into each other. It just didn't look like a cohesive uh, route structure on a lot of the different plays. The offense was not designed to find success for a rookie quarterback. There was not much pre-snap movement, not much play action. These are freaking cheat codes that are built in. You're allowed to do these things, but they give you an inherent advantage. Why are you not using them? Daryl Bevel, Urban Meyer, what are you doing? You know, pre-snap motion, that gives you a clue as to what the defense is running. Play action. Even if you're not running the ball well, statistically, Analysis shows that running play action, regardless of your running game, causes the defense to pause even if it's just for a split second. And that gives you an advantage. They weren't doing it last year. Um, So you had, yeah, a a rookie season where Trevor threw more interceptions than touchdowns. His completion percentage wasn't as high as you would like. Pretty much every statistical Uh, Every way you can analyze his performance from a statistics standpoint was a little bit underwhelming. I think most of that, in my opinion, in the opinion of a lot of really smart football people, most of that blame should fall on what was going on in the coaching staff and the talent around Trevor Lawrence. Was he a rookie? Yeah, I mean, he made plenty of mistakes. Rookies make mistakes. He's going to make more mistakes this year. I think he will limit those mistakes, but it's not like he's going to come in and just play perfect football. No one does that. Um, What did Trevor do well his rookie year? I think the thing that stands out the most, his pocket presence, his feel in the pocket, his pocket manipulation, he looked like a pro. Uh, He looked like a veteran when it came to that aspect of the game. Uh, I don't know if that's developed throughout his time and that's something he consciously focuses on or if it's kind of uh, inherent instincts that he has or instincts that have built up throughout all of his uh, time playing football. But he has just a great feel for where pressure is coming from, uh, how to avoid it with subtle movements in the pocket. A, A step forward here, a slide to the left here, Uh, You know, being able to avoid pressure from all angles, I think, was Trevor Lawrence's best trait as a rookie from just a purely on-the-field perspective. 
there was a lot of pressure last year in Jacksonville. And people look at the sack stats and they're like, oh, he didn't get sacked all that much. That's because he was able to manage the pocket um, and able to avoid the pressure that was coming off the edges, whether it be Cam Robinson or Jawan Taylor, whoever else was missing their assignments on, on a given play. Trevor was able to manage the pocket really in an incredible way. I really encourage people to go back and look at that. He also dropped some of the sweetest dimes you'll ever see last year. I know like the stats aren't pretty, but go watch these games. And there were throws, you know, that that he made that are, you know, all world type throws, like top 1% of the NFL type throws. Some were caught by receivers. Many were not. Um, he grew throughout the season. He grew throughout individual games as well. And, and, and through all that growth, he capped it off with a fantastic performance to end the season against a division rival, against one of the better defenses around, in a game where the Jaguars had nothing to play for, the Colts had everything to play for, and he made that defense uh, you know, look like it was nothing special. And that's a defense that's been one of the best in the league for a little while now with, with DeForest Buckner. Uh, with Darius Leonard, with the rest of the cats they have out there in Indianapolis. Um, So now moving into 2022, he's not the only adult in the room anymore, right? His head coach is a former quarterback. He's worked with a lot of quarterbacks throughout his coaching career. He's been an offensive coordinator that has gotten the most out of Carson Wentz, gotten the most out of Alex Smith, gotten the most out of Nick Foles. Uh, I think he runs an offense that uh, if you have the right skill set and mindset, it's easy to be effective when you ha- when you run this type of offense. And uh, now there's better weapons around Trevor Lawrence when you look at Christian Kirk. I know people want to get on the Jaguars about that contract, and, and no one else was going to give him $18 million a year. Straight up, they weren't. Does it matter on the field? Absolutely not. Christian Kirk is a versatile weapon. He can line up inside. He can line up outside. He can beat zone coverage. He can beat man coverage. He can stretch the seams vertically. He can um, create space horizontally. He's quick. He's agile. Incredibly efficient. Caught almost 75% of his targets last year. Christian Kirk is going to help. Zay Jones is going to help. Evan Ingram, for all of his disappointments in New York and, and all the situations going on there, He is an offensive weapon with Doug Peterson coaching him up. Dan Arnold is an offensive weapon. Marvin Jones is a really good possession receiver receiver still at 32 years old. LaVisca Chenault, Jamal Agnew, these are guys that can come in and have roles and do some fun stuff for your offense. Travis Etienne is back. You know, James Robinson will be back. Snoop Connor, despite being a fifth-round pick, He has three-down ability in the NFL, and he can certainly be a short yardage back, a power back, but he's got skills in pass pro and catching the ball out of the backfield. So you've got better weapons across the board. Travis Etienne, having him in the backfield with Trevor Lawrence, you know, these two guys played a long time together at Clemson. They come into the NFL together. Etienne has the Liz Frank injury, but Etienne has looked great this offseason. I mean, he looks explosive as all get out. Uh, One of the more explosive backs in football is how I project him. And having those two, Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence, in this backfield 
when you look at how Doug Peterson is going to use them with the RPOs, the read options, the screens. Um, Doug is also going to use a lot of the quick quick strike West Coast stuff that he kind of comes from. Um, he's also going to do the pre-snap motion, the play action, the screens. He's going to get the ball into the hands of playmakers, and when he's not doing that quickly, he's going to run play action and do other things to create time in the pocket for Trevor and uh, create confusion for the defense and then try to hit some strikes down the field to Christian Kirk, to Zay Jones, to Evan Ingram, Marvin Jones. I think um, I think this offense is going to look night and day compared to what you saw last year. I think Trevor Lawrence, with his consistency, is going to look night and day better than what it was last year. Uh, where can he improve? I think he can improve with just consistency in terms of understanding what the defense is trying to do to take away your routes. Um, again, I don't think the Jaguars coaching staff helped him all that much in that regard last year. And that's no slight on Bevel and and Schottenheimer and all those guys. It's more about what was going on at the top of the organization, at the top of the coaching staff versus throughout the ranks, in my opinion. But uh, I think he can improve a little bit on his ball placement with the short stuff, the easy stuff. And, of course, in Doug Peterson's offense, he's going to need to do that. And it wasn't by any stretch like bad. It's just at times there was um, little – Short passes where the ball placement could have been a little better, could have made it a little easier for his receivers to haul it in. But when you look at his um, his middle middle of the field accuracy, his accuracy uh, in the intermediate areas of the field, both in the middle of the field and on the boundary, and then his deep accuracy, this is a guy who can drop dimes all over the place. He's a really good athlete. He's good running with the ball. I think he's going to have a massive a massive year two breakout. You've also got C.J. Beathard and E.J. Perry in this quarterback room. Beathard, he kind of feels like he's been in the NFL forever, but he's only 28, was a rookie in 2017. I think you look at him, he's a gamer. Doesn't have that prototypical size. He's only 6'2", um, or arm strength. Doesn't really look great in practice for the most part, but if you need him to come in and get the job done, I think he can do that. Uh, based on what you saw from him in San Francisco and what I saw from him in Jacksonville last year. Not a lot of playing time, obviously, last year during the regular season, but I think he can get the job done as a backup. EJ, of course, if you lose your starting quarterback, no matter where you're at in the NFL, your plans, your forecast for the season is going to be dramatically different. Bottom line. Now, E.J. Perry, he comes in as an undrafted free agent out of Brown by way of Boston College. I think he really developed into a big-time playmaker at Brown, able to use his arm and his legs to get things done. The Jaguars really wanted him in Jacksonville. They offered him a little extra signing bonus to come come down here to Duval County. I don't think he's going to be ready to overtake Beathard this year. I think he's a little too loose with the football in terms of um, just decision-making. Uh, but throw him on your practice squad and develop him. And with his skill, um, his uh, his skill level and, and his skill set 
I think he could develop into a long-time backup in this type of system where you're using quick game stuff, you're using read options, RPOs, because he is a pretty good athlete. He's pretty dangerous with the ball in his hands, and I think he can be uh, accurate with the football. It's just about cleaning up some stuff, you know, getting smarter, um, just developing in this offense, and I think you want to see him do that. I don't think he'll overtake C.J. Beathard this year because I think if you had to put E.J. Perry in the game right now, you would not feel very good about that. I think Beathard gives you a better shot to hold down the fort, but I think keep E.J. Perry around on the practice squad, and uh, you'll be happy you did. Maybe they stash him. When I say st- I shouldn't say stash him. Maybe they put him on the 53-man roster. I doubt it just because you've got a lot of stacked rooms elsewhere. When you look at the defensive line, the offensive line, there's a lot of depth at receiver, um, linebacker as well. So I'm not sure that the Jaguars will keep three quarterbacks. I really don't think they they do keep three, but I think you keep E.J. Perry around and try to grow him in your system. What am I giving this group? Uh, I'm giving them a B plus. That is primarily just on Trevor Lawrence. I think that despite his, you know, statistically disappointing rookie season, you're going to have a better group of receivers. You're going to have a more explosive uh, running game with with Travis Etienne and James Robinson coming back and Snoop Connor. Uh, I think you're going to have an offense that really is a pro offense that gives Trevor Lawrence little advantages. When it comes to the, you know, the pre-snap motion, the play-action stuff, um, the quick game, it's going to be a fun offense. It's going to be a modern NFL offense, and I think Doug Peterson is the right guy to steer the ship. You've got Mike McCoy with his, working with him as the quarterback coach, has worked with a lot of really good quarterbacks throughout his career. Um, Press Taylor comes in. He's got a lot of familiarity with Doug Peterson. And then Jim Bob Cooter is another one who is going to help out this passing game, passing game coordinator. I think Trevor is in a position to succeed in 2022. I'm giving him a B plus. I'm not even worrying about the the ceiling or the floor for this. I think he's going to be a B plus in his second year in the league at quarterback, and he's going to vault himself into the conversation of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. That is going to do it. Thanks for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube and check GenJag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.